the podcaster's guide to the conspiracy, featuring Josh Edison and M. Dentis. Hello and welcome to the podcaster's guide to the conspiracy in Auckland, New Zealand. I am Josh Edison in Zhuhai, China. There, Dr. M. R. X. Dentis, and I did get COVID after all. Hooray! COVID for everyone. But I'm better now. And I'm assuming that your COVID is the reason why China is going through the hottest December of all time, because December 11th was the hottest December 11th on record in China. Now it's winter in Zhuhai. Guess what the temperature was in Zhuhai on the 11th of December? 5,000 degrees. Quite close. It was 25 degrees Celsius, which is I mean, largely warmer, yeah. than, warmer than Auckland on average in summer. So, well, And in fact, Auckland at the moment has been kind of cold. We've had a bit of a, a chilly blast sent our way by storms somewhere else or something. So, No, I'm assuming you're getting China's cold weather. So Seems in like a brief it, yeah. moment in time where my autumnal clothes came out and they've gone straight back into the wardrobe because it's bloody hot here at the moment. Ah, oh, well, you'll get your chance. No, ah. right, I'm, I'm, I'm coming back in January, so I'll be in. I'll be. I'll be summer, 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 and then it'll be spring, which is pretty much like summer in Auckland anyway. So I'm just not going to feel cold this year, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but it is a nice thing. As long as you manage it here, yeah, ah, you'll be fine. Uh, but yes, no, I. Um, Having having said last week, I have people with COVID in my house. I wonder if I'll be able to avoid it. No, obviously I could. Although that said, one of my kids did, um, living in the same house as the three of us that got sick. Or are uh, they, or I mean, possibly, they possibly, or they're asymptomatic? I mean, they, they've returned uh, negative tests. Uh, so it's possible at some point in the, in the middle of all things they got a really mild case and were asymptomatic, but um, they, never, oh, they never came up positively. Are you sure that is your child? The child has been replaced by a pod person or a midwitch cuckoo at some point during the process? Well, I mean, if, if you're suggesting that they're going to manifest strange otherworldly telekinetic powers, then bring it on. You do, you do realise how the midwitch cuckoos end, right? Uh, all the kids get up to some wacky hijinks, and then I assume somebody just sort of, you know, ruffles them on the head and says, ah, you cheeky wee devils, and then they go on with their lives as normal. I mean, that is the way the John Carpenter version of Village of the, of the Damned End, yes. Yeah, well, there we go. It's going to be fine. Very bad film, that. Very, very bad film. But also part of a, a chain of very, very bad films by one great director, John Carpenter. Mm. Well, good thing these days he just gets high and plays video games, from what I can tell. He's living the dream. He did direct a TV series recently, although apparently it wasn't very good. Oh, well, least said the better then. Uh, so, we have a paper to look at. Uh, I guess, it's, 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 is this a conspiracy theory masterpiece theatre? It's quite recent. It is, yeah. It is, it's, it's the last in our series of delaying getting back to the philosophical work. It's also, when I was thinking about it this morning, I guess we, I'm fairly sure we've discussed this paper before, but of course, I discussed this paper with its primary author, Joe Yusinski, mm. last year. So we have kind of talked about the content of this paper and that I asked Joe a whole bunch of questions about, you know, what do you say to people who claim conspiracy theories are abounding? And his response is, they're really not. Now we're going to look at the data that Joe has been relying upon. But talking about data, Joshua, have you been thinking about those weird numbers that we received by both text and email? Well, I mean, there were there were two strings of them. The first one, I don't know, you got two four-digit numbers, two three-digit numbers, and two two-digit numbers. Could be literally anything. The other, the other was a set of four-digit numbers, which obviously makes you think years. I mean, nineteen thirty-eight is in there. That that was that was the start of something. You got a ten sixty-seven. That's just missing the Battle of Hastings. Um, twenty twenty. Sorry, but Josh, if you're going. Missing. I mean, World War Two started in 1939, didn't it? Not well, 1938. Yes, so I'm assuming no, that's, that's what you're in, you're in. Yes, no, it was. 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 It
what we now call the Roman Catholic Church and the Orthodox Churches. So 1053 is a year out in date. So that's uh, so, which then makes you go 2004. Well, that's a year after the invasion of Iraq by the US and the UK. Probably after the but invasion of, of a bunch of things. If, but if these are dates and they're a year out, that actually makes no sense of the earlier dates because 44 BC is the death of Julius Caesar, and that's kind of the right time. I think 27 BCE is the. Is that when Augustus became princeps or imperator of Rome? So, I mean, there's a bunch of, of things like that dates. surely happened at any of those years. Well, yeah, I mean, and I mean that's the problem with a string of given that the further any particular context, the further back you go in time, is pretty much guaranteed to have been a battle or a war or something. Everybody was killing each other all the time. So who knows? Maybe we're just pattern pattern matching. Yeah, I guess the whole low, low Mars Knox thing, that's the thing which is actually more unique there. But I actually still don't know what that means. No, as well as being an anagram of old Mark socks, I mean, <laughs> Sorry, it's also... I'd forgotten about that. Yes. I mean, it's also an anagram of knock slom. Arse! Which I think... Um, I think I think it's possible. Yeah, I think I think it is important. You have to. I mean, even though we don't want to give any credit to at least one of the writers of Father Ted, that way of saying "arse" is really the it's only way you can of, say yes, that it's, word. It's part of it. I'm very sure it's taught in mid school now, and so of course you get to the posterior of the human bo body, which of course is called the arse. Mm. Remember, write that down. It's true. It's in, everything we say is true, including the fact that we're going to go look at paper now. Should we play a yeah. chime? Mm. I mean, actually, you're editing this ep episode, so you play that chime. You play that chime right now, right about here. Gladly. Welcome to Conspiracy Theory Masterpiece Theatre. So the paper, of course, that we are looking at today is Have Beliefs and Conspiracy Theories Increased Over Time? Question mark. And we all know how headlines work. Yes, if it ends in a question mark. But let, let's see. This, this isn't a headline. This is the title of an of a academic paper. So maybe I mean, the rules don't apply. Titles of academic papers are the headlines of the academic world. Okay, well, there we go. Maybe, maybe we've, I mean, look, we've spoiled look, it we, for you already. But. We... We both know that Alex Jones just reads headlines out on, online and then makes up stories about what's in the articles. Many academics do exactly the same thing. They find a suggestive title of a piece, cite it in a paper, and assume that the title of the piece actually tells you everything you need to know about the piece. And then a reviewer like myself will point out, I mean, I know the title of the paper suggests that but the actual content of the paper actually contradicts it because academic writers don't obey the headline rule, at least not all the time. Well, we'll just have to see if this one does or doesn't. But what we do know for sure right now is that it was published on July the 20th, 2022, and was, of course, authored by one Joseph Yusitsky, uh, along with Adam Enders, Casey Klofstad, Michelle Selig, Hugo Droken, Kamal Pramaratna, and Manohar Murthy. So, and it was published uh, in PLOS One. What what is plus one? Does plus stand for something, or is it just a funny sounding word? Oh, I something, see something actually, I, So the thing is, so it's capital P, capital L, lowercase O, capital S, and then one all in caps. I mean, it's a it's a open access interdisciplinary publication website essentially. So you put stuff up there, it goes through peer review, kind of in real time, and then. It becomes an open access publication. You don't find much philosophy being done on Plus One, although there's no real reason why it shouldn't be. It's just that it's not the most prestigious place to send material to. You do find a lot of social science being done on Plus One, and we've read we've read Plus One papers before. The David Rock Grimes paper was a uh, Plus One publication. That, that takes us back. That was a while ago. It does. Yeah. Anyway. Now, so because I'm recovering from a respiratory illness, I think it would be best if you read the abstract to save my voice. Should I read it in a really breathy way? Uh, if, if whatever works for you. 
The public is convinced that beliefs and conspiracy theories are... No, sorry, that's just too powerfully erotically charged. I think you need to use... I'm going to keep going. And many scholars, journalists and policymakers agree. Given the associations between conspiracy theories and many non-normative tendencies, lawmakers have called for policies to address these increases. However, little evidence has been provided to demonstrate that beliefs and conspiracy theories have, in fact increased over time. We address this evidentiary gap. Study one investigates change in the proportion of America's believing 46 conspiracy theories. Our observations in some instances span half a century. Study two examines change in the proportion of individuals across six European countries believing six conspiracy theories. Study three traces belief about which groups are conspiring against us. While study four tracks generalizable conspiracy thinking in the US from 2012 to 2021. In no instance do we observe systematic evidence for an increase in conspiracism, however operationalized. We discuss the theoretical and policy implications of our findings. Well, that was almost pornographic in in its in its uh, eroticism. There, the reading of that, I, I fully approve. Also, I want I want to point out, you actually put the abstract in the notes, but I was reading it off the PDF, so I was reading off to one side. I could have actually been reading directly into the microphone. That may or may not have changed the cadence to which I read that abstract out. Just added to the effect, I think. But uh, yeah, so four studies. We, we we've talked many times in the past about the the, this, the one the big study that Joe does on a, a fairly regular basis and has been doing so for quite some time. And I'm pretty sure that's that's study one. Yeah, so that's the stuff he's been doing, or at least it's a variation of the stuff he's been doing for Pew Research for quite some time. And the work he's been doing for Pew Research is kind of connected to earlier studies looking at conspiracy beliefs that predate Joe's contribution to Pew Research surveys, but is part of a general trend in surveying conspiracy theory beliefs in America over the last half century or so. So... Uh, he does he does at the start of the talk of um, study one give a bit of a definition, um, saying a conspiracy theory is an explanation of past, present, or future events or circumstances that cites as the primary cause a small group of powerful people working in secret for their own benefit against the common good and in a way that undermines bedrock ground rules against the widespread use of force and fraud. Furthermore, conspiracy theories have not been judged as likely accurate by the appropriate epistemological bodies using publicly available evidence. A conspiracy theory belief is one's acceptance that a specific conspiracy theory is likely true. So he he loads a bit more to the definition than we normally um, we normally go for. Yeah. So there's kind of there are two parts here which I think need to be noted. So one, he's using a interesting definition of conspiracy theory that builds in that they are sinister. So surprise parties are not going to count as the subject no, of a conspiracy not against theory. the common good. Uh, there's also this weird clause, widespread use of force and fraud. Uh, that might be Joe's libertarianism kind of showing itself there, because that's the thing that libertarians are very much against, the use not, of Not fans of, no. Yeah. But the furthermore, conspiracy theories have not been judged as likely accurate by the appropriate epistemological bodies using publicly available evidence. That comes out of the fact that Joe is very fond of Neil Levy's work on conspiracy theory, because Levy thinks we have a kind of prima facie suspicion of conspiracy theories derived from the fact that A, they're counter to official theories, and B, official theories are endorsed by appropriate experts. And I've talked to Joe in the past about how there's been quite a lot of philosophical discussion as to why Levy is wrong on this particular case. But Joe thinks this is a very useful demarcating factor between conspiracy theories as bad beliefs and conspiracy hypotheses or conspiracy explanations. So he and obviously his co-writers are sticking with Levy here even though I think there's good grounds to think that Levy's not the right person to appeal to. In part because there are more modern 
interpretations of the appeal to authority in the philosophical work, say like that of Keith Harris, which is more sophisticated and actually might be, if you're going to go for an official theory criteria around conspiracy theories in a pejorative way, you might as well use the most recent work rather than work that has been heavily criticised within the philosophical literature. Nevertheless, I mean, this is a very, very much an, an empirical investigation, and we'll go through the specific things that they're calling conspiracy theories and, and studying belief in uh, in just a moment. So he has he has his big list of conspiracy theories, which um, I assume has, has, has only grown over time of things that they ask people if they find them uh, likely or not. But before that, they specifically in, in this uh, paper split out belief in COVID-19 and QAnon conspiracy theories. Um, and the, before getting into the, the the rest of the larger list, so they polled two questions about COVID nineteen: uh, how likely people found the claim coronavirus was purposely created and released by powerful people as part of a conspiracy, and then also the claim the threat of coronavirus has been exaggerated by political groups who want to damage President Trump. Uh, and so, obviously, that second sentence is only going to apply over a. Um, over over a fairly short time period, but nevertheless they looked at those and a um, bunch of graphs in this paper. Again, I don't fully approve, but they do tell a story. Uh, and the, the story that they have here, it's only it only goes across um, actually two years. Uh, what do we have? March, June, and October of 2020, and then May of 2021. But going across those those four time periods, we see. Uh, Around 30% of the population agreeing with both of those things. Sometimes a little a bit more, sometimes a little bit less, but not, not a massive change. No, no. And actually, so there's something really interesting about some of the studies in this paper. Because one of the thing which one thing which Joe is really interested in is the shelf life of a conspiracy theory. So he was really interested in looking at COVID-19 conspiracy theories and QAnon conspiracy theories because they were really, really big in the media, and the media were talking about them as if there was widespread belief in them. And he was going, is it actually the case that many people believe these things? And as was kind of discussed in the conversation with Joe last year, you get this really interesting instance where you can poll people to find out have they heard of a particular conspiracy theory? And you can poll people to find out, do they believe the conspiracy theory? And of course, more people have heard of the conspiracy theory than actually turn out to believe it. But fewer people have heard of the conspiracy theory than maybe many commentators in the media might think. And then continuing their focus on COVID-19 conspiracy theories, they look at the, the change in opinions from June 2020 to May 2021 regarding a bunch of other COVID um, conspiracy theories. In particular, uh, the the coronavirus is being used to force a dangerous and unnecessary vaccine on Americans. Bill Gates is behind the coronavirus pandemic. The coronavirus is being used to install tracking devices inside our bodies. And the ones related more to misinformation being the number of deaths related to the coronavirus has been exaggerated. Hydroxychloroquine can prevent or cure COVID-19. 5G cell phone technology is responsible for the spread of the coronavirus and putting disinfectant into your body can prevent or cure COVID-19. And it's interesting looking at the differences here between yeah. June 2020 and May 2021. So the one which is startling in a, that's disturbing, is the misinformation question number one, the number of deaths related, sorry, statement number one, the death, number of deaths related to the coronavirus have been exaggerated. That goes up between 2020 and May of 2021, which may well reflect the really polarized situation going on in the United States at that time. Luckily, it turns out that between June of 2020 and May of 2021, 12% of people in June of 2020 thought that putting disinfectant into your body can prevent or cure COVID-19. That had dropped down to 6% in May of 2021. 
I'd like to think that dropped down because people were sensible. That may have dropped down because that particular part of the population put disinfectant into they their all tried body it and, and, no and then suffered yeah. very badly. Mm. Yeah, no, it, it is interesting because that one, the one about the number of deaths being exaggerated, uh, is the only one where belief in it increased, and it's also the biggest absolute change. Went up seven yeah. percentage points, whereas a couple of them dropped by by six, and those were the biggest drops. Um, so the, the one uh, the uh, one about hydroxychloroquine is the only one that did not change. Eighteen percent of people believed it in twenty twenty, and eighteen percent of people believed in it in twenty twenty one, and the rest of them all all dropped by some amount. Sometimes only barely. So the coronavirus is being used to force a dangerous and unnecessary vaccine on Americans goes from 25% in June of 2020 to 24% in May of 2021. But of course, once again, there's this very polarised discussion about vaccination and vaccines that's going on in the West generally, but seems to be really going on in the United States. And I mean, even even looking at the absolute numbers, the highest number is that one with the where um, belief increased by seven percent. So thirty six percent of people believed that the number of deaths related to the coronavirus had been exaggerated in May of twenty twenty one. The next highest was twenty four percent believed that the coronavirus was being used to force a dangerous and unnecessary vaccine. So even so, it does also show that amongst these conspiracy theories, it's definitely not a majority of the population that holds them and and does not appear to be getting any bigger either. So they move along to look at QAnon, um, asking a bunch of questions about that. So they, the, the first question they asked was simply, are you a believer in QAnon? Uh, and it's interesting your face, da, 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 mm. and I'm a believer. But no one has seen face. his face. Could no, no, anyone. The, the typeface. Oh, the typeface, I see. I didn't actually sing that the first time round. I only realised that after I sang it, I saw your face. I just said, I saw your typeface, and now I'm a believer. It makes almost perfect sense. It doesn't make any uh, sense but, at all. That's, that's why it's only almost perfect. Uh, but, but no, so, so interestingly, in the surveys they have done in uh, 2019, in August of 2019, 5% of respondents claimed to be believers in QAnon. By 2021, that had risen to 6%. Which is a 1% difference, but a 5% five, 5 of your population believing in QAnon doesn't seem to resemble the way the media talks about QAnon at all, which is Joe's bugbear. The media talks about QAnon like it's this uh, pervasive belief in a conspiracy theory threatening the very bedrock of the American constitution. And it, it turns out you poll people on do you actually believe in QAnon. It turns out actually a very, very, very tiny part of the American population actually believes in this. More people have heard about QAnon. Not many people actually believe in QAnon. However, the next three questions deal with, with issues that could possibly be called QAnon adjacent or things that you might expect QAnon believers to believe in. And they yeah. did all score a lot more highly. So, yeah. so the second statement is there is a deep state embedded in the government that operates in secret and without oversight. And on first glance, that does seem very QAnon adjacent. And in 2020, that's 43% of the population. In 2021, that's 44% of the population. But as a lot of social scientists will point out, if you are a politically literate person who believes in this thing called the civil service, an unelected part of governmental arrangements in at least most Western, if not actually most Eastern countries, then you actually might agree with the claim there's a deep state without having any QAnon adjacent or conspiratorial views. Because if you know that there's an unelected part of the go of the governing app, apparatus, and you happen to have watched Yes Minister or Yes Prime Minister as a child, you'll go, yeah, I mean, there are parts of the government that operate largely behind closed doors without notes and no particular oversight because they are the oversight themselves. So there's a question here as to, yeah, this belief is high, but this doesn't actually tell us anything particularly meaningful about a QAnon-related belief. 
Mm, well, the next one, though, is elites from government and Hollywood are engaged in a massive child sex trafficking racket. Now, this is high, 35%. 35%, and down to 34 in a year yeah, later. But... Yeah, when, when, so, you know, give it another 33 years, it'll be fine. It'll just have, just, have just disappeared no, at this trend. Yeah. But yeah, so again, uh, not a majority of the population, certainly, but a lot larger than people who explicitly say they believe in QAnon. This, this is the one which I, I wish I'd, I'd like more historical polling on this, because I've talked about this question with other academics studying conspiracy theories. And they'll go, well, I mean, if you're paying any attention to the British media, and Operation U-Tree and the general Jimmy Sackle affair. I mean, there are child sex trafficking rings and other stuff going on amongst celebrity circles in some parts of the world. As you do have to wonder whether revelations like Savile, revelations like Epstein, have actually made these beliefs go up because there's actually been evidence of them and maybe people are then inferring there are more of these groups that actually do exist although it may turn out there are more of those groups we actually do think exist but this one would be great to have more historical data on because there actually might be evidence that's driving this belief yeah i don't know i mean a, a lot of the, the these things that people are polled on are things where they are things that have happened in the past yes they have definitely been child sex trafficking things and um, uh, and elites have been involved in them at times in the same way that there have been uh, assassinations, as we'll get to in a second, or, you know, coups and, and um, any other sort of nefarious activity you might want to mention. So, yeah, I, I wonder if there's a question with how, with that jump from this thing does happen to this thing happens a lot, or this thing is a massive problem, or something like that. But yes, it does bring us into question four. Jeffrey Epstein, the billionaire accused of running an elite sex trafficking ring, was murdered to cover up the activities of his criminal network. And this is the highest scoring one of the lot of them. 50% of respondents agreed with that in 20, uh, 2020, and that had only dropped down to 48% in 2021, which, yeah, I don't know. That, I guess, speaks to a fair amount of, of cynicism. Well, I mean, but also, no matter what you think about Jeffrey Epstein's demise, the official story is very, very strange. Well, the cameras yeah. weren't operating in his room. The guards weren't visiting the room at the appropriate intervals. He had stuff on his person which allowed him to hang himself he shouldn't have had on his person. There's a lot of feeling, I think, in America that no matter what you think about the official theory, it's suspicious enough that people are going, I'm at least entertaining the idea that there's something slightly fishy about this story. Yeah, it certainly falls under the... You know, I, I don't have evidence for it, but I, I could believe it. It's, it seems yeah, like the sort yeah. of thing they'd do kind of a thing. Uh, and then finally, the last QAnon one was they have a, a, a feeling thermometer. They ask people to rate the QAnon movement on a, on a feeling thermometer, ranging from zero very cold negative feelings to 100 very warm positive feelings. And QAnon was rated uh, 21. So, so again... 5% of people said they were specifically believers in QAnon, but 21% of people... Well, actually, no, that's not quite how it works, is it? But, no, that's uh, not. It, yeah. it's we, a, we actually don't know what percentage. I suppose, yeah, those 5% could average, have rated, yeah. rated at 100, yeah. yeah. But on yeah. average, it was 21... Uh, which, is, which is actually million. fairly cold. And then, it had dropped down to 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a year, a year and a bit later, people are even colder on Q, QAnon. Yeah, so the idea that QAnon is this massive thing um, is perhaps not not borne out. Now, Josh, did you use a feeling thermometer when you had when you had COVID recently? Not not a not a strict feeling one. I felt my own forehead and noticed that I was very hot. So, but that's as close as I came, unfortunately. Ironically, so, if you were to ask me to rate COVID nineteen on a feeling thermometer, I would be very cold on the topic. Not a fan. Not a fan really? at all. Mm. COVID's going to be so disappointed. It wants mm. to try again. Yeah. Maybe, so maybe then, next time you'll enjoy it more. 
Uh, we'll see. We will see. So now we come to the big list. The big list of an, another 37 conspiracy theories which they poll people's belief in. And I, I, fe I feel like last time when you talked about this, I, I remember going through this list. I'm not sure if it was the last time you talked about it, or it might have even been a time before that when we'd looked at one of Joe's earlier surveys. But there's some interesting stuff there. Both oh, yeah. for what, it, what yeah. it shows and for what it doesn't show. I guess, what's, if you had to pick out one highlight, what would it be for you? So, I mean, if you look at 13, certain US government officials planned the attacks of September 11th, 2001, because they wanted the United States to go to war in the Middle East. 19% of people believed that back in 2011. 19% of people believed that in 2021. So you've got, over 10 years, at around about 20% of the population think that nine, the 9-11 attacks are suspicious. Because that's, that's an interesting constant there. And it's an interesting constant because what we do know about conspiracy theory polling in the United States is that the one conspiracy theory which remains incredibly popular is the idea that JFK was assassinated by, by people within the American government and not just a lone assassin, Lee Harvey Oswald. So it kind of points to American disgruntlement towards their governing institutions, where you can have almost 20% of the population over 10 years going, yep, don't really believe the official theory of 9-11. Yes, and we'll be looking at what people think of the government later as well. But yes, for me, I I, I was mostly just um, impressed by the big big numbers, to be honest. As you say, uh, the assassination of the President Kennedy seems to be the most consistently high numbers. So, oh, and we should say, this survey, it's um, looking at the difference in, uh, in belief in these things from one time to another, but time one and time two for each question are not necessarily the same. Obviously, no, no. more recent ones, you couldn't look at them a long time ago, and then long-standing ones, uh, they have polling that goes all the way back. So we have, um, what's the earliest? 1991. 1971. Oh, no, yeah, no, sorry. No, sorry, the, the, actually, it's the President Kennedy one again. They have polling going back to 1966, at which time 50% of... Actually, the wording of the question here is, do you Very think one weird. man was responsible for the assassination of President Kennedy, or do you think there were others involved? Which is yeah. really kind of... It's, it's almost sort of doing it backwards. It's really asking, do you believe the official theory or not? But phrasing it that way. Yeah, so if you actually look at the note on that one, explicit don't know or no opinion option provided, otherwise respondents could opt out of answering or select neither agree nor disagree. So a certain section of the population is kind of carved out of that result. But nevertheless, 50%, 1966, 56%, 2021. And yep. this was another interesting thing, because it it comes up, uh, this is one of the things they talk about when discussing the results. There's one idea is you, you might expect to see cons uh, belief in conspiracy theories dropping off over time, uh, especially one, because it's an old, because it's a historical issue, because, and this is something we talked about before, the, the idea that, yeah, I mean, it, it happened 50 years ago now. Who even cares? Gosh, it happened more than 50 years ago now. 60, well... Yeah, so yeah, sixty years ago now. I'm getting my seventies and sixties mixed up. But um, so, so interestingly, you'd, you'd so be wearing flares at the wrong point in time if you if if you do that. Well, maybe not that such a bad thing. I don't know. But uh, but but so so I look at the very last question in the list. Question thirty seven is: Do you think that the Reagan campaign made a deal with the Iranians to hold the American hostages in Iran until after the nineteen eighty presidential election? Josh, it's too late for an October surprise. It's the end of December, well, middle of December. Yeah, so it's the October surprise thing. So that went from 43% in 1991 right down to 12% in 2021. I think, yes, that, that is the biggest, the biggest drop 
of any of the cons- any of the conspiracy theory beliefs. Which that's just like, well, you look at that and think, okay, well, that, I guess that makes sense. An old thing over time, people just aren't interested anymore, more than happy to go along with it. And yet, then you go back to the President Kennedy one, something even older, and that's only grown over time. But I admit, so the thing about the assassination of a president is people talk about it all the time. The already suspicious theory that Reagan negotiated with a foreign power to delay a hostage release to win an election campaign is something that doesn't get discussed anywhere near as much. And that's not actually weighing in on the plausibility of that particular claim. It's just that people talk about the assassination of presidents a lot more than they do about suspected political scandals involved in election campaigns, in some cases before people were born. So that one, I think it's understandable why it drops because it's moved out of the historical consciousness. But Kennedy's death is going to be with the Americans for a long time to come. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, you could you could run that the other way and expect... Well, yeah, so... The, given the, the you from it, it's like... Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Maybe they did. Whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it makes no difference now. The counterpoint to that is question 35. Do you feel the assassination of Martin Luther King was an act of one individual or part of a larger conspiracy? 59% of the people believed that in 1981, as opposed to only a third of the population in 2021. And that is a biggest that is still discussed a lot. It's, you know, on par with the death of Kennedy is the death of a civil rights leader like Dr. Martin Luther King. So that one actually goes against my hypothesis there. Yeah, yeah, no, it's hard to find any commonalities. Um, but other interesting points. So the, the questions actually are, are, are ordered from highest change or highest positive change down to highest negative change. So as you said, the last one had a drop of 31%. The one at the top of the list, question number one, humans have made contact with aliens and this fact has been deliberately hidden from the public. Now this is a relatively new question. Back in 2019, and it's jumped up to 33%, basically less than a year later, because the polling is July of 2019, the next poll is March of 2020, and it's jumped by 10%. Yeah, that's a, a big change over a small amount of time. I don't know what to, you know, may, maybe that's an outlier. There's been maybe. a lot more discussion of UFO disclosures at that particular point at the end of the last decade, beginning of the next. Hmm. Interesting to see number three uh, with a seven percent jump. Now, over a longer period, though, should have sounded like it was some kind of sports broker. And coming up at number three with a seven a seven point jump, it's George Soros. George Soros with a hidden plot to destabilize the American government, up from nineteen percent in twenty eleven to twenty six percent in twenty twenty one. Where is this George Soros going to go next? Pretty much. Pretty much. It's, yeah, so that that uh, the the George Soros ones went from nineteen uh, percent of the public believed it in twenty eleven up to twenty six percent of them in twenty twenty one. Now this this one, I'm sure I'm sure we talked about this last time. I remember asking you this question, and I do not remember the answer to that question, and that concerns number thirty six. So the 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 second highest negative. Second highest fall, I guess, second biggest drop, which is, do you think there is or is not a national conspiracy to kill police? And this one dates back to 1970. In the 1970s, 44% of people believed there was a national conspiracy to kill police, whereas in 2021, only 16% of people did, which doesn't, the, the second number doesn't surprise me. Why in the 70s did people think there was a big conspiracy against the police? Because there was high trust in police in the 1970s, and the police were telling people that there was targeted crime against them. Hmm. As simple as that. People were naive and stupid in the 70s. They're still naive and stupid now, but they're not naively believing the police they were back then, basically. Yes, well, so it's just it's 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 uh, copaganda, I believe, is the yeah. preferred term. Yeah. Oh, and, well, that's, that's, I mean, and so this is one we're actually seeing the intervals to see how that drop worked would be interesting because I, and this is entirely speculation on my part, but I actually imagine it probably stays 
44, 40% into the 80s and 90s, and then starts to drop precipitously in the late 90s, 2010s, as more and more evidence from body camera footage and people having cell phones actually makes it fairly obvious, no, the killers are the police. It's not people killing the police. The police are the actual killers in the room. So any other high or interesting points, I guess? Uh, We talked about the big numbers. The smallest number that I can see is question 28. Do you believe that Osama bin Laden is dead? Or do you think he's still alive? Another one of those strange questions, you have to understand how the polling works. Otherwise, if it turns out 11% of people think he's both dead and, and alive at the same time, that would be very bizarre. Yeah, so that one also offered a don't know or a no opinion. But yeah, went from 11% of people thinking Osama bin Laden was alive in 2011 down to only 5% were willing to believe in that theory in 2021. So that that seems to be the the least popular conspiracy theory. And I think we've already looked at the biggest ones. Assassination of President Kennedy is the, I think the, oh no, the assassination of President Kennedy and the claim that the 1% of richest people in the US control the government and the economy for their own benefit. I think those two things are the only ones that top 50%. In the, yeah. Oh, no, sorry, one more, one more exactly on 50%, and it's another UFO one. Do you think the government is keeping information from the public that shows UFOs are real or that aliens have visited the Earth, also believed in by 50% of respondents in 2021? So, yeah, out of, out of 37 questions, only three of them are currently believed by a majority of respondents in the current time. Which, uh, yeah, again, doesn't doesn't speak to a huge uh, pervasiveness of conspiratorial thinking in society. And then again, of course, no. as we say, conspiracies do exist, right? And it, you, yeah. you you would you would hope you would you would want there to be some amount of belief in conspiracy theories because some conspiracy theories are true. Some conspiracies, yeah. Do and that happen. brings us back to the previous discussion we had about the civil service. So, uh, statement fourteen. Regardless of who is officially in charge of governments and other organizations, there is a single group of people who secretly control events and rule the world together. Once again, if you've got a belief in a civil service, then that's going to be a kind of deep state belief. And there are going to be people who go, look, the civil servants or the people who survive successive governments, of course, they're meeting in closed rooms to discuss how they're going to advise the minister or the secretary in a particular way to ensure there's continuity despite the fact there's been a change in government. And this one's interesting because in 2020, 35% of the population believed it, and later that year, I mean, this is only a seven-month gap here, later that year, it's still stable on 35%. No change, mm. although admittedly, I do think polling with, within one year... Probably not the best idea. Difficult to, to show, no. Yeah. But um, we've been talking about study one for a long time, and we do have three others we should probably glance over, although that not, none of them are as, as big as that one. Yeah. But if we move More on to study two... Interesting, truth be told. Study two is conspiracy theory beliefs across cultures. So in this one, they studied people... Uh, they, they surveyed people in Germany, Great Britain, Italy, Poland, Portugal, and Sweden... Yep, and that is all of the cultures, every single culture. It's yep. very, very white, apart from Italy. Well, it is. I, th- I think the point was simply non-American. And as, as, culturally as, you know, the similar. The but, people mm. of Great Britain are completely different from the Americans. Not a well, there are, there, are, there, there, there are some significant differences. I don't know. Anyway, we'll, we'll see. We'll have a look. So they asked no, no, them, Donald Trump uh, and Boris Johnson are essentially the same, the same person these days. Well, yeah. uh, so they, they polled their belief in six different um, propositions that humans have made contact with aliens and this fact has been overwritten, deliberately hidden from the public. The AIDS virus was created and spread around the world on purpose by a secret group or organisation. Regardless of who's officially in charge of governments and other organisations, there's a single group of people who secretly control events and rule the world together. Uh, number four, Holocaust denial, basically. Number five, uh, global warming is a hoax. Number six, the government is deliberately hiding the truth about how many immigrants really live in this country. And they, they graph it's it's quite a quite a cheery looking little graph. You've got a, a table of uh, what is it, that six by six, thirty-six little 
So actually, 35, they didn't seem to poll... Oh, I, I wondered why the gap was, and then I looked at it was. They didn't poll people on Holocaust denial in Germany, where Holocaust denial is illegal. So that's yeah. probably understandable. Uh, but so you've got a six-by-six six grid with the, with the countries on one axis and the uh, questions on the other, and then within each one you have a little... Uh, they only stated over, over two time periods between 2016 and 2018. So you have a whole lot of... Uh, two points with a line in between them, which look li- a lot like the face of the Baymax robot in Big Hero yeah, 6. Yeah, that was precisely what I was thinking. Either it's the, I'm years and years and years ago, I was going through a trunk of the belongings of someone who went from America to Aotearoa in the early part of the 20th century. And when he was in America, he tried to get acting work on silent films. And as was the style of the time, you'd go to a photographer and you'd get a series of photos taken of all the different facial expressions you can do to show your acting range in silent films. And this looks like a series of photos of a smiley face. Now I'm going to do sad. Now I'm going to do slightly wry. Now I'm going to do happy. Rising to to one side, rising to the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Now, in terms of the actual numbers, though. So the scales only go as high as 50%, and nothing seems to top that before or after. Um, most of them uh, most of them look to be below 20%, and there are very... I can't see any marked rises. I can see a few small rises from one time to another. Um, the drops, though, the, the, what drops there are seem to be the things that have fallen more than they have risen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The only one, the, the, the one, the one that sticks out straight away is the the anti-immigrant one. Basically, that's in pretty much every country uh, is the highest one, except Portugal. In Portugal, they all all the belief in all of them is pretty low, except for the one about the idea that there's a single group of people who secretly control events and rule the world together. I don't know if that's the secret anti-Semitism oh. question or what, but again, that's high in Portugal and Italy. And kind of high in Poland as well, comparatively. Yeah, and what's interesting is that Sweden Sweden has some disturbingly high hiding immigrants sentiment there, which is which is dipping, which is good. Well, so it turns out Great Britain also disturbingly high, but dipping a lot more. Mm. Yeah, actually, yeah, Britain and Sweden look quite similar, quite, quite low beliefs in the other five questions and relatively much higher for the immigrants one, but they, again, as you said, dropping. And, and again, if he, Italy is showing an increase in Holocaust denial. In Italy, it's a, it's a small jump. In Sweden, it's a slightly higher jump. Yeah. Uh, and again, uh, if you look at the whole thing overall, again, it's hard to say that it shows even even in Europe that there's a significant rise in conspiracism. Uh, so moving on to study three, this, this is now looking at the groups that people believe are conspiring against them. So they asked them, uh, they, 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 they gave people uh, nine different groups and basically said, how, how likely do you think it is that these, these groups are conspiring against us? Those groups are corporations and the rich, Republicans or other conservative groups, Democrats or other liberal groups, communists and socialists, the government, foreign countries, international organizations, by which they mean United Nations, International Monetary Fund, World Bank and the like, the Freemasons or other fraternal, some other fraternal group, and labor unions. And um, this one's interesting. So this goes from 2012 up to 2020, with a gap for 2014 for some reason. And this one's a little bit more... You can see you can see more change going on, um, and yet mostly it's change trending downwards. I think the only the only ones I can see where over over the entire span it's it started higher than it ended was belief that communists are conspiring against us and belief that Democrats are conspiring against us. The communist is hovering around forty, and the Democrats is around. 30, whereas the Republicans are about the same, really. Uh, in fact, yeah, that, that was a slight, slight rise from what it was as well. Um, but belief that unions are conspiring against us is quite steadily down. Um, 
foreign governments is absolutely the highest of any of them, uh, except maybe corporations. No, I think foreign governments are still top of the list, but even that trended down just in the last one. Corporations, people believe fairly strongly that uh, they're conspiring against them, but then they've had a big drop from 2018 to 2020. I don't know if people started trusting corporations significantly more then. But uh, I thought the government, the one about the government tells an interesting story. Uh, The idea that the government's out to get us was around sort of mid-20s in 2012. Uh, It's around getting close to 30 for 2018 and 2020. Big spike up to 40% in 2016. Mm, Yeah. That that, that tells a story. But, yeah, again, again, looking at the overall picture, it's not like they're all trending up. It's not like they're all particularly high. Some have gone up a bit. Some have gone down a bit. Some uh, have, have, have changed, have gone up and down over time. What's the word? Oscillated? Something like that. Yeah, oscillate's uh, a good word. Again, this, I don't see... Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's hard to tell without the lines, but in 2020... I don't see anything believed by higher than 50% of the population. A couple of surveys back, the foreign government's one and the corporation's one, looked like it was believed by over 50% of people, but otherwise that was it. And now, before we run out of time, we better look at study number four, which is conspiracy thinking. So yes. this is a sort of a more general looking at the idea, have, have people become more conspiracy-minded in general over time, as they put it? And we've got we've got four statements here. Uh, one, which is the one I keep coming back to, even though we live in a democracy, a few people always run things anyway. Two, the people who really run the country are not known to the voters. Three, big events like wars, the recent recession, and the outcomes of elections are controlled by small groups of people who are working in secret against the rest of us. And four, much of our lives are being controlled by plots hatched in secret places. So these are meant to be eliciting conspiracy thinking. Yes, I I think, like, I wasn't 100% with you on the civil servant thing in the earlier ones with you explicitly referencing a deep state, which I think carries some more um, more, more connotations, perhaps, but definitely in this one. The reason why... I poke at that is when I talk to other academics studying conspiracy theories, they say they would they would vacillate on those questions as to how they would how they would answer them. So if the people who write on conspiracy theories mm. are going, I think that question is slightly vague because even I would go, how would I answer that? I think that indicates that for the general populace, they're going to be answering it in inconsistent ways. Yes, but but. Regardless of those ones, you know, this one definitely is very, very yeah. generally one, worded. A few people two, will run through this anyway. Two are things. So even though we live in a democracy, a few people always run things anyway. The civil service, the people who really run the country, are not known to the voters. Once again, the civil service. Mm. Who's the secretary of agriculture, America? I don't know, and I assume nobody else knows. Surely it's sure, surely it's John Deere. Isn't John Deere the secretary of agriculture? Is in our hearts, yes. So th- those those four questions, the the way the survey worked was people were given those four questions and then asked to rank them one to five, one being strongly disagree, five being strongly agree. And amongst those then to determine, so aver- averaging it all out, what uh, from one to five, how conspiratorial is people's thinking, assuming that you... Uh, agree that these are good good uh, measures of conspiratorial thinking. And what you see is from 2012, when they first started asking these questions, up to 2021, when they most recently did at the time this paper was written, uh, they graphed the results, and you're almost looking at a straight line, uh, a, a, a flat level line. Uh, that the, the trend line, when they draw it through these points, uh, goes down very, very slightly. Yeah, so it might go from about 3.3 to 3.15. Maybe something like that, definitely. Yeah, and, and, and we're saying three here because it's it's from strongly disagree to strongly agree on a five-point Likert yeah. scale. So 
it's it's trending it does seem to be trending down to the neither agree nor disagree with time at the moment it's slightly agree but it's trending away from slightly agree mm. so yeah th- th- that's that's where it comes to there's a lot of they have a bunch of conclusions at the end um in particular one one thing I'm not sure if they if they mention it themselves. They they do say at the start, uh, numerous cross-sectional polls show that large numbers of people believe conspiracy theories and online conspiracy theory content is plentiful. Perhaps because of this, many scholars, journalists, and policymakers are concerned that conspiracism is increasing. However, little systematic evidence demonstrates such increases demonstrating such increases has been produced. Yeah, it's interesting because they're looking at things about conspiracism in general, but. Yeah, the idea that that a person can believe in one conspiracy theory, but doesn't necessarily mean they believe in lots of others. Although, again, we've seen some work that does kind of make that assumption sometimes. So, to to, to generalize from sort of to, to to go from individual conspiracy theories to a general amount of conspiratorial thinking is interesting. So, so I mean. They they say it hasn't increased, or and indeed looks like it. If, if anything, it's gone down a bit. I don't know if that's the same as saying they're not concerned, because it does seem that uh, that seems kind of like a different question when you get down to it. Yeah. So there's a question here about how many conspiracy beliefs there are, and how salient or pertinent they are to political debate. And this is the point I make when I'm teaching or talking about these things. It actually may not matter what the base rate of conspiracy thinking is in a given society. It might matter who is expressing those conspiracy theories and discourse. Because no matter what we think about how many people believe conspiracy theories, one thing which seems notable, and I'm putting seems here in quotes because there's a big debate as to whether we're just noticing something that's been around for a while or whether it is a genuinely new development, but conspiracy rhetoric by politicians seems to be on the uptick, even if conspiracy beliefs are on a downward trend. And so if it turns out that the change in who is expressing their conspiracy theories in a society has changed, then that might be the thing we're concerned with. Okay, not many people believe conspiracy theories, but if it turns out the people who do believe unwarranted and suspicious conspiracy theories hold the reins of power, that is something we might be concerned with. Because even if it turns out there aren't that many conspiracy theorists, if they're the ones in charge... That's probably disturbing. Yeah, and and even um, uh, above and beyond that, then there's the people who act on their conspiracy theories. And I mean, 9-11 aside, the biggest terrorist attack, certainly the biggest domestic terrorist attack in in, um, the United States was the Oklahoma uh, City bombing, which was back in the 90s. So it's certainly not new that people have been carrying out attacks and causing tremendous harm while motivated by conspiracy theories but it does see again seem a very qualified seem like we're seeing more and more uh attacks motivated by the 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 sort of your far right great replacement type conspiracy theories uh certainly obviously uh in new zealand we we had a particularly bad one in recent times so Despite so, so yeah, the, the story that's being told might not be the right story, but there is possibly a story that is concerning, nevertheless. Yeah, yeah, and that's why more more work needs to be done. And Joe and Co are not going to deny that this is the start of a research project. Their concern is simply to get down to look if there is a claim that conspiracy theory beliefs are increasing, we can interrogate that doesn't seem that it is. That doesn't mean that we should be concerned about belief in suspicious and unwarranted conspiracy theories. It just means that when we talk about them, maybe we don't overstate the problem that doesn't exist and focus on the problems that do exist instead. Mm, A good idea all round, I would say. And yet, and this is the point which Joe makes and I've made with several journalists, you give journalists this information and they go, yeah, but my gut feel tells me there's more conspiracy beliefs now than there have been in the past. And that's the frustrating part of this research. It's not that the research is bad. 
is that the people who should be affected by the research are going, no, no, but my gut tells me a different story. I'm going to trust my gut instead. Yeah, yeah, no, that is the depressing side of it. And on that depressing note, I think it's time to call things to a close. Uh, unless, of course, you're one of our patrons when you get a bonus episode to listen to after this, where we'll talk a bit, a bit about things that start with A, Alex Jones, Andrew Tate, Acorn, tangentially, sort of. So if you want to hear about what, what interesting and wacky things we've been up to this week, I probably won't talk about having COVID much, but I make no promises. Uh, but go, go listen to our bonus content for which you'll need to be a patron and if you want to be a patron you just need to go to patreon.com and search for the podcaster's guide to the conspiracy you'll find us with ease and be able to sign yourself up uh, or not once again you listen to a listen to an hour-long podcast episode about an academic paper so so bless you for that nonetheless so any any closing thoughts no no I th- I, yeah I'm pretty sure we've said all we need to say except of course for Goodbye. No. The podcaster's guide to the conspiracy stars Josh Addison and myself, Associate Professor M.R.X. Denton. Our show's consp- sorry, producers are Tom and Philip, plus another mysterious anonymous donor. You can contact Josh and myself at podcastconspiracy at gmail.com and please do consider joining our Patreon. And remember, Soylent Green is Meeple's.